We have a great show coming up for you in just a few minutes. And if you're losing your hair, you're in the right place because we can tell you about Keeps. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Yeah, you're talking about making this easy for everybody. You know, you half the you know half the country went through these lockdowns over the past few months lockdowns yeah i don't know if anyone's <laughs> noticed you're not even barely even allowed to get into the doctor i don't know how much medical stuff you've had to go through over the past year glenn but like mm-hmm. to get a doctor's appointment scheduled oh with all the restrictions Try doing brain surgery on your daughter oh my gosh that's right yeah jeez <laughs> i mean all the restrictions and everything you don't have to deal with that because uh, keeps uh, does all this in your own house you take a picture a couple pictures of your hair go through a consultation keeps.com slash save save 50 off your first order of hair loss treatments you don't need to lose your hair, especially if you act soon, act quickly, and get going with Keeps. They've got all the stuff you need. Keeps.com slash save. Make it easy. They'll mail it right to your house. Keeps.com slash save is the place to go. shootings they're not spas for the love of people the spa shootings bill o'reilly and the filibuster also the immigration crisis we begin there in 60 seconds it's friday the glenn beck program so leah lives in ohio and uh let me tell you about one of the best days of her life it was a sunday morning a few months back She sat on her couch and she was in so much pain that she was in tears. Now, this isn't what made her. This is not the best day of her life. Uh, It wasn't the worst either. She had just given up. It was a more and more normal thing for her. What made that Sunday one of the best days for Leah was that she had made the decision to not give up and try Relief Factor. She'd been hearing about it for a while. She hadn't given it a shot. Uh, been there, done that, uh, sister. But uh, this was the day. You know the drill. She started taking it. She says within eight days, her pain began to fade. And it's only gotten better since then. Relief Factor is not a drug, but it was developed by doctors. About 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. That's remarkable. Because you're not ordering more. I mean, you'll know in three weeks. Why order more if it's not working? Three-week quick start. Trial pack now, nineteen ninety-five. Just try it. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. The media has become a useful PR apparatus for the Democratic Party. And they are absolutely not interested in truth anymore. If they did, you'd know every single detail about what I'm going to tell you. The entire world would. Our reality would be different if you had switched the parties. 
Because what's happening right now, if it were President Trump at the helm instead of Joe Biden, I say Joe Biden, but I'm not sure. He's more of a Trojan horse at this point in my mind. The Dallas City Council got a memo last week and shared with the Associated Press the the details. They're still vague. The Associated Press is suddenly okay with vagueness from the federal government. It said that the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center here in Dallas will be used for up to 90 days to, quote, house, quote, undocumented teens, end quote. That's what the press has been instructed to call them now. Immigrant teens or undocumented teens. One of the two. They're interchangeable. And if you're with the New York Times, you can refer to them as Trump's fault refugees. These illegal immigrants are all boys with their suddenly non-existent toxic masculinity between the ages of 15 and 17. Meanwhile, American teenage boys bombarded with narratives telling them that they're bad for the world. Maybe they aren't even boys. Have they considered transitioning into a more acceptable gender? But here in America, 15 to 18 year old boys can't find a job. 15 to 18-year-old boys have no hope. Aren't the 15 to 18 or 15 to 24-year-old boys in the Middle East, aren't they the fuel for the fires in the Middle Eastern overthrows? I know I've read that somewhere. In the entire pandemic, in the entire pandemic, We have never seen what's going on in Mexico. Yesterday, 1,177 Americans died of COVID. That was yesterday. But that's not where we're supposed to be terrified by. 3,000 immigrants now being shuttled to Dallas at the height of the pandemic. They have to go to the, well, it's not the convention center. It's a decompression center. Because the tent facility at the border is overflowing and the undocumented, unaccompanied children are sleeping on floors, unable to shower for five days at a time. I'm not sure. I'll have to check with the Associated Press if I got all of the terms right. It's hard to keep track of the new terminology. I'm used to hearing about genocide and cages that have been orchestrated by Donald Trump. Here's what I want to know. Why does the Biden administration consider our children so much less important than literally any other nation's children, especially now? Our children are literally killing themselves at a growing rate, and everyone agrees it's because kids have been isolated at home, unable to go to school. The isolation has been catastrophic for them and catastrophic to our children. That's a catastrophe for the future of our nation. They need our help. They need our attention more than they have in any of our lifetimes. They need us more than any American children have needed protection, maybe in our nation's history, but certainly in the last 100 years. And what does the Biden administration do? They lock our kids indoors to, quote, contain the virus, to keep them confined to their cells, isolated, alone, A child shouldn't be alone like that. 
Then the Biden administration turns around and ushers thousands of migrant kids into our cities, all in the name of maintaining the narrative. Now, the Biden administration is doing this, and I I can't say that Joe Biden is doing this. I probably should just say the White House or better yet, the state. The ambiguity of all of it is uh, an integral part of all of this. We can no longer really tell who's controlling the situation. Levers are being pulled. Entire groups of people are being shifted and bust. Massive secrets being hidden and so easily all in the dark without our knowing. Here, America, take your table, uh, table scrap. It's a little check we cut for you. Stay in your home because that's the agreement. We've got a humanitarian crisis to cover up and we don't want you getting further in the way. Although if you do, I'm going to blame Trump for all of it. And if you have any further questions about our elaborate wrongdoings or shady behavior, just consult the press. They'll cover for us. I mean, they'll tell you the truth. They get away with all of this because of the press. Now an arm of the state that tells us what and who to believe. They tell us that Texas is dangerous because our governor has just lifted the mask mandate. My gosh, he just wants to kill people. How irresponsible. Even though after he lifted the mask mandate, it proved constitutionalists correct in their belief that you don't need government to tell you what to do because nothing has changed since the mandate was lifted. But that's the problem, you see. The governor and the Republicans... And all those damn Texans are going to get us all killed because we're reckless. We want to kill old people. Now, at the same time, that narrative is being run. Biden signals love for illegal immigrants to win votes here in the U.S. And then he's piling him, piling them all into close quarters on planes and yes, in cages during the pandemic. He's also allowing God knows how many to cross the border without any checks on their legal status or their COVID status. There are tons of people coming and tons of people making it across our border and they are shoving them into planes. Are they six feet apart? Now the Dallas Convention Center, 3,000 15 to 18 year old boys that can seemingly come and go as they please. Not an ounce of social distancing. I swear to you, it's like an experiment of how to come up with the best possible way to spread COVID. Now, listen to the starting point. 26% of the illegal immigrants are already positive. Oh, my gosh, it's a dog whistle. He's saying they're bringing disease. Yeah, because they're actually bringing disease. This is a pandemic. We can import tequila and queso from Mexico, but let's skip the virus in the middle of the pandemic. (gasps) The dog whistle again. Again, it's not a dog whistle. Here are the scientific facts. You want to follow science? Here it is. Mexico City is the only major city in the world where excess deaths is above 6,000 per million residents. Now, to give you an idea of how bad that is. The worst death rate for any country with significant population is the Czech Republic. 
That's 2,180. New York State is at 2,532. New Jersey is the highest in the U.S. with 2,694. Mexico City is more than double than any of those. And remember, we're testing more than 25 times more people per capita here in the U.S. than they are in Mexico. They haven't even tried to stop the pandemic. For nine straight months, the positive test percentage in Mexico has been at least 40 percent four zero ours have ours has never gotten higher than nine percent but it's a crisis all these kids all of them on the border they've got to go to the convention center in texas the city of dallas has literally literally arrested hairdressers for opening their business during the pandemic for their survival. And those hairdressers, those small business owners were villainized by the press, by the left as a whole. But it's a lot worse when the press is in on it too, because it's official then, you know, suddenly, inexplicably, the safety protocols are shifting almost as if it's a bad idea to base your political beliefs on relativistic ideology and slogans and unstable facts and feelings. Most of all, the Biden administration's dubious response is yet another reminder that they don't really care about any of us. They don't care about your safety. They don't care about your children. In fact, they're a little inconvenienced by your your difference in opinion. Can you just stop asking questions and go away? I'm one Texas citizen. Where are the rest? I'm one Texas citizen that would like to have some answers. Are these teenagers being tested for COVID? If so, how many are coming into our city with COVID? Now, I'm not one to panic. But the press and the left is. I'm not one to say that everybody's trying to kill grandma and grandpa. But the left and the administration is. Are these people allowed just to walk in and out? Are they allowed to leave? Where are they going? How are they getting there? What's the vetting process? How extensive is this spread? Can we finally call the border a crisis officially? Or should we just keep blaming Donald Trump even though he would have never let any of this happen? My team has been asking these questions. We've reached out to the state We've reached out to HHS for answers. They were um, tactical in their response. Which makes this even more concerning. The total lack of transparency. The absence of answers. All from an administration that wedged its way into the White House by demonizing a president who actually knew how to handle the borders. It's funny how easy it is to come up with a slogan and how hard it is to actually be president. I wonder if they'll ever realize what they're doing. No, I mean, they they know what they're doing. They're systematically destroying our country. They know that. I mean, 
I wonder how they sleep at night, if they'll ever really kind of ponder that their power game actually involves real people and that real people are dying and will die because they wanted votes. A German philosopher said once, all that makes men smaller is pursued under the title of progress. We're seeing the illusion of progress. It's not. It's regression. We're going the wrong direction. 180 degrees in the wrong direction. We're now calling progress the disintegration of our dignity. The loss of our most sacred values. That's progress? We are a smaller nation and a smaller people. Every day we sit and stay quiet and don't speak up against the lies that we're expected to accept as progress. Oh, one last note. Governor Abbott, when will you start to lead? Think back to the snapshot of your life. Could be literally a snapshot, maybe a still frame from some family video that, you know, you were taken when you were younger. It was it most likely that snap, snapshot is with somebody with cross-eyed or, or looking weird or whatever. They weren't deleted back then when there was actual photographs. Do you have that photograph in your mind as, mind's eye? That's good. Because one of these days, your mind's eye will be the only place it still exists. Photographs break down over time. And same with all the video formats. Fortunately, Legacy Box is here. It's super simple. It's a mail-in service that will digitally preserve all of the memories on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. It's affordable. It's easy. You just pack everything and send it. Then their team digitizes everything by hand and sends it back to you. Legacy Box, the world's largest digitizer of home movies and photographs, and they've helped over a million families so far preserve their past. Get start preserving your past today. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Get an incredible 50% off your first order. Buy today. Take advantage of the exclusive offer. Send it in when you're ready. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Save 50% while the supplies last. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. <laughs> Well, hello, little stew, and what would you like for Christmas? (laughs) This is very creepy. (laughs) How are you? Good, how are you? Uh, You know, better than I was yesterday. Feeling better. The back is coming back. Yeah, the back back is coming back. Mm -hmm. The back is coming back. So, uh, I don't know if you've uh, seen the recent report in Newsweek, uh, but there is a new movement that apparently Newsweek is saying is gaining traction. And uh, it's built around the claim, and I'm quoting, that birds aren't real. Hmm? Birds are not real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between 1959 and 2001, according to the theory, uh, the government killed off all of the birds. 
and replace them with surveillance drones. I mean, couldn't you just mix the surveillance drones in with the population? Why would you not. need to kill them all? No, you off? have to kill them all first. Some of them will talk. You don't know what's going on that's here. That's true. Parrots. They're not really a bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what's happening, Stu. That's really? what's happening. Yes. This seems as plausible yes. as many of the other yes. theories I read on the internet. Yeah. Well, it's completely serious, apparently, according to Newsweek. Uh, and uh, so these things hmm? I'm seeing flying around are drones. not birds; they're drones. drones. Yeah, drones. And the things people are eating uh-huh. for like Thanksgiving, what are those? Uh, drone parts. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm riffing here. I don't, oh, I'm you not don't know. Sure, I don't know for sure, but they would be drone parts if all birds, birds. If all birds were, uh, you know, drones. See, I feel like, again, if you're going to do this, uh-huh. you're going to keep some sort of... See, are they trying to get rid of the birds for another reason? I don't understand why they would not just keep some of the birds alive mm-hmm. and continue to like, mm-hmm. produce mm-hmm. turkey mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But no. Well, I'm not Well, I'm not sure because... You don't know, do well, you? I don't know because Newsweek <laughs> doesn't even know because okay. there's a lot of evidence that this is a comedy uh, piece that has been out for a very long time. Oh, okay. But Newsweek is reporting it as deadly serious. Oh, no. Yes. Did they get pulled by a satire or something? Yeah. Well, I'm not really sure. Uh, it could be just the, the bird drones that are making Newsweek exposing this, making them look bad. This is the type of thing the bird drones would want you to believe. <laughs> exactly. If this were ah, true. I'm not a drone. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just a comedy yeah. piece. Yeah. Newsweek's a fraud. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like we need the birds to tell us that. Probably not. Yeah. So that's um, a good. I like that. That's a good theory. I think I. I think I want to accept the birds aren't real. Just. Just as a comedy thing, and just deadpan it for here on out. Birds aren't real. The problem with this is a lot of these like joke theories, like the this little hey, let's come up with a joke theory. It'll be hilarious. Is why. The, the OK symbol is turned into a white supremacy symbol. It never was. It's just been a, it was a joke that someone started. Right. And then the media started taking seriously. And now people, real people, are actually getting fired because ah. they gave the OK symbol. Ah, that's what we want you to believe. Ah. You think this was planted by the bird drones, too? Holy cow. Oh the bird gosh. just told me that. They are everywhere. I didn't even know they could talk. They are everywhere. They are everywhere. You hit a bird today with your car, you might be doing your nation a favor. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, Hey, Did you get your stimulus check yet? Oh, man. No crumbs on the table for us, huh? How does it feel to have a little extra money in the bank? I mean, you're paying for it. Because it was your money to begin with. But I bet it feels nice to, you know, have a little money back into the bank, doesn't it? Feels nice to have some breathing room. If that's what the stimulus check has done for you, let me ask you. What if you had a little money in the bank at the end of every month? I mean, maybe not even just a little. Could be hundreds. Maybe as much as $1,000 a month. Because you can choose to call American Financing. Call them. They have their consultants are standing by. They're ready to do a mortgage review for you. It could be you're paying way more in interest on your mortgage than is even necessary now. And if so, they can set you up with a refi at a lower rate and it won't restart the loan. You could be bundling in other debts as well. Please call American Financing. 
The number is 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Coming up later, Bill O'Reilly joins us. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The news of the day, proof that we do not live in the Matrix yet. Because uh, it would be a much happier place. Wouldn't you be happy if you found out, no, you're living in the Matrix. <gasps> really? As long as when I was pulled out of the Matrix, it's... It wasn't worse? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think in this <clears throat> case, it might be worse. Yeah. Welcome uh, to uh, Pat Gray from Pat... Pat Gray Unleashed and the mm-hmm. uh, home of the impossible to remember cookie company. It is not uh, impossible so, to remember. It's yeah. Kexi Cookies. Yeah, my Kex- wife says K E K S I. My my wife said what the, what does Ke-? and I said it's Finnish for cookies and she mm-hmm. said well all the Finns will be happy. <laughs> yeah, are you guys shipping a lot to Finland? These days? A lot. Yeah. A lot of them. About eighty five percent of our businesses today. <laughs> Helsinki. <laughs> the re- they're really good. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. It's weird. I know. It's an odd choice. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, is. I mean, you know, if you're Finnish, <laughs> you might be online looking for cookies. Yeah. And it's Kexi, yeah. and that's the first thing that comes up. Yeah. Sorry we went with something meaningful to our family. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> My son yeah. served a mission there, if you're not aware. That's, that's why he. Ah, okay. Yeah. And yeah, he's that's... the president of the company, so. Really? Yes. And a member? And a member. And a member. Mm-hmm. Isn't that That's something? That's great. Yeah, it is. No, it's, it is. I mean, but, you know, he doesn't do all the work himself, you know? No, I was... I, in fact, I think we have a picture of mm-hmm. Pat doing the work in a hairnet. Do we Just, have the... Uh, there he is in a hairnet. There I am. In That's a hairnet. That's a good look. That's a good Isn't look it? for you. In the, <laughs> it is. How come you don't have a hairnet over your face for the beard? Uh, uh, the beard, beard hair can get right into the... Face nets? I don't uh, know. That there I think are for you, that you yeah. need to have one. Okay. You need to have one. So, uh, but today we go nationwide. Today is the day that uh, anywhere in the nation you can you can order Kexi cookies at kexi.com. And that's of course. Uh, let's pretend you didn't best know cookies how to spell K E K S I. Yeah, they are the best cookies. on They Earth. are the best. They are, despite uh, the name, they are the best. <laughs> yes, they are really good. Yeah, it they're is really a, good. We ordered. I shouldn't say, but. A lot of cookies. A lot, a lot of cookies, cookies. just well, yesterday. We, yeah, we have some visitors. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean? Are you monitoring my cookies? <laughs> yes, we're watching everything you do. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. My gosh, when did you turn into cookie Google? Cookie company slash intelligence agency. <laughs> <laughs> By combo. the way, Glenn, yeah. turn your heat down. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. We just did. We did it for you. <laughs> uh, so, Pat. Yes. Here we are at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. A memorable week, huh? A memorable week. A memorable week. Yes. And what, what is the story that we may have missed or you think we really um, need to hit? Well, we hit this a little bit yesterday, but I, I was uh, kind of dumbfounded by mm-hmm. the root author and his claim about uh, white people should be eliminated like a virus from the earth. And why were you? Uh, I, I'm just I'm thinking maybe we need to put a stop to this kind of talk. Why is why? that OK? Can you imagine if a white person wrote something similar about any minority group? What kind of <laughs> what kind of outrage there'd be? There'd be no uh, there'd be no outrage because of systematic racism. <laughs> <laughs> OK, white uh-huh. people have all the power, all of the power. And I just saw I just saw a story from the uh, the U.N. secretary general 
saying that uh, right wing uh, uh, terrorism is becoming a pandemic. It is it's growing in in power circles and in at the political level. And I thought to myself, of course, he's onto us. That's why we have all this power. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we are really listened to very carefully. We are. We We are. People are are. doing everything we say. Everything we say. That's why it wouldn't Uh be a big deal. Maybe all white people should be eliminated. Pat, I I got this from uh, Ali Paca, who was talking about our college class. It they made everybody in the class take a how white privilege, how white privileged you are test, and Mm. some of the questions on the test are just. Uh, well, it shows you the kind of privilege you have. Okay, like, go ahead. I can go shopping and not worry that I will be not be followed or harassed or assumed to be stealing. Mm. Okay, we hear that all the time. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> I can turn on the television or go to the movies and see people of my race in a wide variety of roles. Uh, yeah, lately, uh, lately, lately, I see a lot <laughs> of different people. Yeah, right. From me. Yeah, yeah. Most magazines have pictures of people like me. No, what not big now. fat people? No, no, that's no. not. They don't. <laughs> they, they do and not. Elderly, really, elderly fat people. <laughs> right, you know? right. There's not yeah. a lot of those. Yeah, no. I can go into a hairdresser shop and find someone who can cut and fix my kind of hair. Can blacks and Hispanics not go into a, a hairdresser and have well, them be able to fix their hair? Hispanics can. Blacks have you know, different hair but i mean most places you would go would be able to deal with that right i mean i don't know this has been a a long-term complaint apparently Mm -hmm. um i remember they did a there was some like oscar winning short film about this like uh, about how difficult it was to get your hair cut i mean i I, 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 I would think that's right I would assume that if we went to countries uh, overseas, mm-hmm. uh, if we went to a place where the cultural norm, um, potentially 80% of the population was, you know, had different hair than us, we might have some difficulty finding that as well. I don't know. Holy cow. Listen to every other. I know him. every Listen other country is better than this one. That's yeah. not every all. other yeah. country right. has. Uh, I don't care if you're the only one. <laughs> you can go into any place. <laughs> really? So they're into, all experts. On you could go into a cookie store mm-hmm. and they will they cut, can cut your, your hair. hair. Really? Yeah. Yes. No matter what race you are <laughs> yeah, or really. your hairstyle <laughs> in every other country. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 They, huh. they catch it all in a hairnet though. Yeah. Right. They don't want the hair in the cookies. That makes sense. You don't want that. Yeah. All right. If I swear or dress in old clothes, people don't say or think all people of my race are rude or bad. Is that a thing, too? Like if a black person would swear, would you think, oh, my gosh, all black people are bad? <laughs> it's no. so never no, I, you know, I, ridiculous. When I, I hear people swear and, and, and act poorly, I just think... All people are so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you think of the if a if you walk by a group of white people and they're all swearing, you think they're terrible, right? That's just I mean, like that's just what you do. It's yeah. that behavior. You know, so, but if here's, a black yeah. person just, does it, do you think any uh, think of something about the entire race? No, no. of course not. But, no, but wait, wait, wait. Let's accept that all of these are true. Just, just for I mean, now. No, but a, for okay, the sake just, of argument, just for the sure. sake of argument, accept that all of these are true. Okay. Look what the culture is now doing. They're not saying these aren't true. Look at us. Let us hold up the the highlights of our society. What they're saying now is you deserve that treatment. Instead, they're mm. I mean, read mm-hmm. start at the beginning again. See if these aren't all being done to white people right now. I can go shopping and not worry that I'll be followed. Mm, uh, probably not. 
turn on the television or go to the movies and see people of my race in a wide variety of roles? Uh, no, I, I have a hard time. With that, that's such a weird. I, I don't understand that one, frankly. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I'm, look, I'm a white dude. Maybe that's why I don't understand it. Yeah, but like, you know, privilege. We, we, went to, um, we went to a festival here in, in Texas. I guess it was when they allowed them. Uh, you know, whenever <laughs> Whoa, that was. I, I 1918. Remember, I don't know. I remember <laughs> when I was a kid. And we went. It was, it was, a, it was called a dessert festival. And I was like, Ooh. that's me. How mm. am I not at a dessert festival? So I immediately bought tickets to the, the dessert festival. How you didn't call me. I, I <laughs> right? never understand. <laughs> and it was a, a relatively long drive from mm-hmm. uh, from where we work here. Mm-hmm. And we went to the place and we walked. We got out of our car and walked into the festival. And we were the only white people in the entire festival. That's a crime. Now, you did notice it when you walked in because you're not blind. Uh-huh. However, at no point, I mean, and they had cultural differences. I remember uh-huh. seeing a Michael Jackson impersonator going around and taking pictures with the kids. And I thought to myself, that wouldn't happen in <laughs> <laughs> a lot of areas in this country, considering I'm pretty sure he was molesting children. It was a weird thing for me to see, but it was a different, it was a cultural difference. There was that's how hard it is for blacks to get jobs. They <laughs> yeah. have to play Michael Jackson. I mean, you think about this, you've got all this work, you've nailed a Michael Jackson impersonation right. and then all I of a mean, sudden you're like come on come on come on this is by the way post documentary that came out on hbo where, wow so okay. oh man and he's going around like every every kid is like oh they're taking a picture i'm like wow that's you know what ironic uh, kids you're not going to be taking a picture with that particular impersonator <laughs> but i mean it was really enjoyable at no point did i feel like i was in you know like being looked at or i was out of place you just i mean hmm. we i don't think you don't think about those things unless you prioritize race as the number one thing in your life and apparently we're supposed to now well i think this i think this is the way it was probably back in the 60s and 70s and before that but in the 80s and 90s and not what i the 2000s it's yeah Mm. when i was a kid it probably would have been that way maybe yeah when i was a little kid but it, it wasn't like that in the 90s and the not at all. 2000s. We've gone so far so backward. Far. Yeah. It's- a, a, a friend of a friend of uh, my wife's uh, messaged her the other day. Her kids in public school and pretty young, um, you know, like to the you know six or seven. And they got into some of this critical race theory stuff already in the school, apparently. And before where she I, live, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I don't know. Um, before this happened, you know, just like I know my kid, like never notice, like they don't, they might notice that they look differently you or whatever, have to but be there's carefully taught. They have to be carefully taught to be a racist, right? Yes. And so again, like that, that this kid is a racist, but is now coming home and saying that person has black skin, that person has brown skin. It's now like the thing they're talking about all the time because this has started it. Like this mm. has launched them into starting to think about the differences of race and starting to use that as a way to separate in their mind how people are and and what they do and it's like that was never the case before this training that they're receiving at public schools by the way did you see that the california state school board has now uh, approved curriculum it's mandatory that every high school student have at least one uh one class of critical race theory it's mandatory incredible and this is again i I keep bringing this up but we keep yelling and yelling, open up the schools. 
Why? Yeah. yeah look at look. There's Chris Rufo had another article. Open I think up it was your from, home uh, and teach your kids I, there. Do it, anything you can do, mm-hmm. right? Like we went to uh, Chris Rufo has another story that I think that came out yesterday in the City Journal. I think it was North Carolina. And same type of thing. Young kids being taught all sorts of things about how if you're white, you're bad. It, you know, uh, you should. Everybody's a racist. It, all of these things are being taught in these schools that we as conservatives keep demanding they open as a top priority. Now, look, because of COVID and all of this, the science behind it, it sh- these co- schools should be open. They should not be closed for these reasons. And these teachers unions are a big part of that. But like, we, what are we wishing for here? We do story after story after story about how terrible these schools are, and then we all beg for them to open. Like, everything you can do. Not everyone can do it. I understand that. Everything you can do to try to figure out a different solution. So listen to this. In Virginia, a group of teachers and parents in northern Virginia um, uh, were were uh, outed, if you will, They were going after parents that um, said no to the inclusion of critical race theory, and they allegedly were targeted for retaliation. According to Daily Wire, the Virginia Project announced plans for legal action after members of an anti-racist Facebook group with 624 members sought to compile a document of all known actors and supporters and intended to expose these people publicly. This is, you know, mm. this is exactly what the Klan did. Sarah, call Mercury One in the vault and see if you can get the card from the Klan on the number of people and the faces of the people that needed to be killed by the Klan. Jeez. It's, a, it's an amazing oh thing. Gosh. It's exactly the same tactic. It's exactly the same. Incredible. Crazy. Thank you, Pat. Thanks for dropping by. It is what's Friday. The, what's that website there, uh, Pat? Uh, Kexi.com. K-E-K. So difficult. S-I. K-E-K-S-I. Well, it's Who five ever. full letters. It is. Uh, it so, is. Well, I mean, it's they say that Finnish is a, you know, a, a difficult language. A difficult and a dying language. Uh, but <laughs> I, I say, dying. hold on to it because it's <laughs> soon it's going to sweep the There's world. There's five million Finns who are holding right. on to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's five million people five in this million. city alone. <laughs> I <I'm> more <laughs> <Yeah>. than that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me uh, tell you about my pillow. Oh, my gosh. Did you get this? Did you get slippers? Have you had slippers? Did you have you no. tried these? <gasps> slippers? Why don't yeah, I have Mike slippers? Mike Lindell sent me slippers. Mike Lindell sent you slippers? Yeah, he sent me slippers. The my my slippers. They are unbelievable. Really? I don't even know if I'm supposed to talk about. It. I don't know if they're out on the on the market yet. They are great. Oh wow. They are I need to get great. these. I'm going to wear them as shoes. I mean it. I am going to become that dad that is always wearing slippers on his feet. Why do we wear anything else? I don't know. I, I, why, I don't know. Start? Just have a rubber sole and everything. I am wearing them. I almost wore them today. Almost wore them today. No one's going to judge you. We judge they you are. for lots of other things. Right? Yeah. Right? No one's even going to notice okay. the slippers. Just go to 50th my, in the priority list. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials. Use the promo code back to receive an incredible offer. The mattress topper, uh, the pillows, everything comes with a 10-year warranty uh, and 60-day money-back guarantee at MyPillow.com. Not sure if the slippers are for sale yet, but they're worth checking out. They are really great. MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. Call 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
Glad you're here. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is uh, coming up next. So what do you do? What do you do on the weekends now? Sob. <laughs> uh, really? Because yeah, I, yeah, no. I do that, too. <laughs> no, uh, I, you know, we, we're in that era of my kids have 9000 sporting events every weekend. So we do a lot oh. of that. Uh, that's fun. Uh, that. You know, I'm dealing with various uh, catastrophes in my life. Yeah. My house yeah. underwater. Yeah. All sorts good. of uh, family complain stuff to me. going on. Don't complain to me. If I wouldn't have shut off my water, I could have had my whole renovation paid for. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I will say my wife has turned around. She When we, when, when we first had the flooding because of this Texas freeze, we had a yeah, pipe, yeah, yeah. pipe burst, if people didn't know. It was like, oh my gosh, this is a catastrophe. Our house is just ruined, basically. I mean, the entire first Yeah, floor now she's celebrating, isn't she? Now it's turned around. Now it's like, okay, well, we've got this deductible to pay, and they have to replace all this stuff. It's going to be kind of great. She's like, like picking it. She's like, you know, liking picking it all out and all that stuff. It's, she's turned around to now happiness. Uh, but to me, it's just chaos for the next oh, several months, months, which is not fun. Months, not months, fun. months, months, months. I was, I was just actually seeing if there was like a good movie you've... I am excited about the Bob Odenkirk movie coming out in a couple weeks where he goes and kicks everybody's butt. That's going to be great. What? Bob Odenkirk. Like, Bob Odenkirk is John Wick. Oh, I want to see that. Oh, I I can't wait. It's called Nobody. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, everybody. I'm Candace Owens. Over the past few years, we've created something really special together. You've rallied around me as I've called out leftist lies, and you've cheered me on as I've stood up to the corruption of the media and big tech. But now, more than ever, they wish to silence us. They don't want me to have a voice, and more importantly, they don't want you to be able to hear it. But we aren't backing down. Our voices will be heard. This is exactly why I am launching my new show, Candace with The Daily Wire. I'm so excited for you to join me each week as I welcome powerful voices to talk about the important issues, break down what's actually happening in our country, and trust me, we're going to laugh a lot along the way. Candace is unfiltered and uncancelable. We're on this ride together. I'll see you there. My full show is available to Daily Wire members only. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe and use code BECK for 25% off your Daily Wire membership today. Choosing the best advocacy and benefits group at random can end up not being the way to go because they don't all have your best interest in mind. The group that I would recommend for you is AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. It stands head and shoulders above the competition for one thing. You're going to get the wealth of great benefits that you would you know, expect from other groups. It's already baked into the cake. But on top of that, you're joining a group that will advocate for you. They're very proactive in representing courage and faith and reason in trying times. They stand for solvency when everyone else is spending out the butt. They believe in the sanctity of life. And in Washington, AMAC has been pushing back for years against the left's radical agenda. Join the group that will stand up and be your advocate. It's AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck, AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. AMAC is better, better for you and better for America. to hear is the fusion of entertainment.
our recap of the week with Bill O'Reilly next. It's Friday. The Glenn Beck Program. So spring is finally here. Time to start collecting those compliments about how much younger you're looking. I think you look wonderful all the time, Thank but you. Uh, not, you. not you, Glenn. Oh, not you. Shamanese uh, spring clearance event is going on. You can get the brand new Zotique deep correcting serum absolutely free when you order the classic Genucel for bags and puffiness. That's right. When you order the classic Genucel for bags and puffiness, you get that Zotique deep correcting serum absolutely free whether you're staying at home going back to work or just connecting remotely with your loved ones and co-workers now's the time to say goodbye to the puffiness the blotchy skin crow's feet acne scars even those pesky sunspots time to open up get out and feel great about how you look order genucel now and chamonix will include genucel's immediate effects for results in minutes also free See results guaranteed or 100% of your money back. Nothing to lose here. Go to GenuCell.com or call 800-577-8709. And this crazy sale gets even better. Order right now. They have the classic GenuCell jawline treatment to tighten and tone the chin and neck area. Also free. All the orders today are upgraded to free priority shipping. They're giving you everything. Go to GenuCell.com, 800-577-8709 or G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. The author. the author of the 10th book in the multi-million selling killing series. If I had the book in my hands, I'd show it to you, but I can't seem to get it from Bill O'Reilly. I think it's called Killing the Mob. It comes out uh, soon. Hello, Bill O'Reilly. How are you, sir? Does the name Pinocchio mean anything to you? <laughs> nope, it doesn't. So let's move on. Uh, let me ask you this. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Um Bill de Blasio said yesterday that he wants the New York City Police Department knocking on doors in an effort to educate people against hateful com, uh, con, uh, conduct. He said it doesn't have to be criminal, but a visit from the NYPD or another city agency might have a sobering effect. Uh, a perpetrator being confronted by the city, whether it's NYPD or another agency, and being told that what they have done was very hurtful to another person and could, if be repeated, lead to criminal charges. That's an important piece of the puzzle, said Bill de Blasio. And you know what happened right after that? <laughs> Monkeys flew out of your butt. No. Heck, are you are you, no, are you here today or what? Do <laughs> you want to take over? All right, let me start again. Do you know what happened right after De Blasio said that? No. Seven thousand police officers lined up at Andrew Cuomo's house. <laughs> uh, so, Bill. Yeah. I mean, for people who did not want. Uh, didn't you know? Didn't want a tyrant. Didn't want a fascistic state. And for a group of people that hate the police as much as these guys do, what the hell is this about? Well, it's basically virtue signaling. I mean, that's what de Blasio does. And for people around the country, just um, be very, very thankful that you do not live in New York City. And it's not that it isn't the greatest city in the world. It is. But it has become, if people could understand the deterioration and the damage that one man, de Blasio, helped by another man, Cuomo, have done to this city. Um, you know, look, I was born in the city and raised here. I know this city as well as any human being on earth. 
It is shocking what has happened in the last eight years to New York City, and it's not going to come back in my lifetime. Um, but what this is all about is de Blasio putting himself up there, and he looks like a big panda, by the way. And he's sitting there, and he's going, you know, I am so noble. I am such a good guy that I'm going to order the police to ignore the murders and shootings, which are up more than 100%. They don't have to worry about that. But if they hear somebody making fun of somebody else, they're going to do something. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, it's insane. And it's all about de Blasio. It's always been about him. He preens, oh, here I am. Um, and I'm the greatest guy. So New Yorkers don't, you know, we're but at this are, point. But really? Because it, with Cuomo, I just saw uh, the latest poll, I think, came out last night on Cuomo. Yeah. 67% of Democrats saying he shouldn't resign. It doesn't seem none of this, the killing of old people. Oh, you know. this is a great story. Let me Let me explain you what this is okay so number one only 20 percent of new yorkers want cuomo to run again in 2022 so he's shot um republicans democrats no matter what it is they don't want him but people understand that somebody's after him and so we have the uh accusation du jour Every day, somebody, oh, he held my hand. Oh, you know, and I'm not saying it didn't happen. I don't know whether it happened or not. I don't know. But but New Yorkers, they have this like, oh, yeah. And Cuomo knows that. And he's not going to quit. So the Democrats basically saying, ah, all right, just stay up there and then we'll get somebody else. Another left wing loon in when you leave. It's not an affection for Cuomo. Um, and the tragic part about this is the Democrats in New York State, or in that closed city, of course, they have no blanking clue how much damage that Cuomo and de Blasio have done to their own lives. I mean, if you go to the poor neighborhoods in Brooklyn, the Bronx, and you walk around, they're not controlled by the city, they're controlled by drug gangs. And that, didn't, that was not the case under Giuliani and Bloomberg. No, it wasn't. OK, so the poorest people, the people who vote Democrat, no matter what, OK, are the people that are suffering the most, but they can't put it together or they won't put it together. Or the press doesn't help them. Put they it don't together. read the press back. I mean, the, the press in New York is shot. I mean, the New York Times, ridiculous. Daily News out of business. Post is conservative. Um, local news doesn't exist in any meaningful way. There's no press here. Wow. That, uh, how do you run a city without, without, well, that's why they get away with what they get away yeah, with. Right. Right. There's, there's no, there's no reportage. When I worked local news in New York, I mean, we were kick butt people, all three affiliates. Now it's Tammy out in Hicksville. Oh, I, I, there's a train. Hi. You know, I mean, come on. Jeez. By the way, how reportage was not your word of the day, I, I don't know. but Isn't that a great word, reportage? Yeah, it's a great word. It's That's what we word. do on BillOReilly.com, by the mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. I know. It's... Reportage, and then analysis off that reportage. Yeah. All right, let me talk to you uh, about the border. Tell me yes. what's happening on the border. Well, this is another unbelievable story. And, and you know, my new hobby, you know what my new hobby is, Stu? You know? You I know what not. it is? No torturing biden voters <laughs> okay I, have, I i don't do anything else but that 
And I, uh, you know, when I see, I'm walking the terror dog, and then I know somebody in the neighborhood is, uh, voted for Biden because they had a little sign on the, on the lawn. I go, hey, hey, what do you think of that border thing? <laughs> that's all I get. Is that, hey, what do you, you like that? Is that, you think that's good? You know, right. and by the way, I heard some eight migrant families in El Paso are moving on to this block. Did you know that? <laughs> Just giving them a little jazz. Boom, boom, boom. So the story is multifaceted, as you know. Here's what interested me the most. The Biden administration has now said to all photographers, you cannot shoot any of this on federal property or federal land. You can't shoot anything. All right. That's Putin stuff. Yeah, right it is. There. All right. Then they said to the Border Patrol and FEMA and all the other people down there, you can't talk to anybody in the media that asks you anything about this. All right. So that now we're up to Beijing. We went from Putin to Beijing. OK, now you can't talk. If you do, you'll be executed. So just that alone, just the Biden administration commanding a blackout on the border should tell you this is not good down there. It's not a good thing. And now where you are back, the convention center in I Dallas, know. all I right, know. they knocked out uh, the women's apparel convention to bring in the 20,000 teenage kids who the cartels shuttled across the border. Well, it's it's I think it's 3,000 is the is the it'll official. be 20 next Thursday. Uh, I, okay. I don't doubt it. Yeah, uh, but what's doubt, crazy don't is ever doubt me. What's crazy is, Bill, uh, the city. We have demanded answers from the city. The governor, all of them are are playing hot potato and everybody hot is blaming. Potato. They're all they're all blaming the uh, convention center. Well, they they had a right to no, do. No, 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 no. I know what happened. The Biden administration promised the city of Dallas tens of millions of dollars to take them. All right. So the city of Dallas is going to get big payday at the end of this rainbow. Uh, That's why they did it. Uh, we, we have an infection rate of those coming over the border of what is it, Stu? Twenty four percent. It was in one group. It was twenty six percent. Twenty six percent. COVID people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you would think that because they're all massed together in these in these uh, camps yeah. and, and running up. So and that, that makes sense. There's no social distancing here in Dallas, and it's our understanding that they can come and go as they please. Uh, yeah, well, who's going to supervise them? Exactly right. Exactly All right? right. So, so but, but this is next Thursday, Joe Biden has a press conference, the first one in 64 days, okay? So you know that he's going to get border questions. He has to. I mean, the press knows that it's corrupt and it knows that it doesn't do its job. But there comes a point where, I mean, are you, do you want to be a cartoon? I think it's there already. But they got to ask him, hey, Mr. President, um, you know, do you have a solution to this problem? Or no, they'll ask him, surprise? what is your favorite part of uh, <laughs> the immigration crisis? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the upside? Yeah. What, what was, uh, you know, if I were the first question, I would say, um, Mr. Biden, Mr. President, uh, first of all, let's get the uh, excuse making out of the way. It's Trump's fault. Right. At the border. Just say yes or no. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes Trump. OK. Right. That's gone. We, we got, got that it. out of the way. Yeah. All right. Now, um, do you understand that millions of foreign nationals 
if this doesn't stop, we'll come here in the year 2021, because in February, the Border Patrol and authorities down there um, interacted, let's use interacted because that's a nice word, interacted with more than 100,000 migrants. And the ratio is for every interaction, two get over. Okay, so for everyone they stop, two they don't catch. So that would put us up to 300,000 migrants coming over in just February. So there are 12 months in the year, Mr. President. Am I going too fast for you, sir? We can slow this down. So we're looking at millions of people. And why do you think they decided to come the day after you won the election? Because that's when this all started. The day after he won the election. Why do you think they started then? Uh, now, that's a pretty good question, Beck, right? Yes. Okay. Not going to be asked. Not going to be asked. No. And Biden's going to have his little answer on a card. He'll like pull it out like he pulls out the card of COVID deaths. Um, he's going to have his answer. And they'll come up with something. Okay, well, um, you know, it's, uh, it's about the, the countries down there. We have to get to the root of the problem. Oh, my God. So are you going to go back to the Aztecs? Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> so, Bill, I, I want to I ask you, uh, let me take a one-minute break, and then I'm going to come back, and, and I want you to tell us, how does, how does the Biden administration handle a press conference? How, what can they get away with uh, on uh, calling on people, you know, questions in advance, et cetera? What do you think this is going to be like, and what is it traditionally like and what can they get away with? Uh, coming up in just a second, one more minute with Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. His new book is Killing the Mob. It is out next month. I uh, wish I had a copy of it so I could tell you <laughs> more about it. But uh, apparently it'll be out in bookstores. Bill just can't send me a copy in advance for some reason. All right, let me tell you about Relief uh, Sorry, yeah, relief Factor. Keith lives in Washington. He literally has been kicking butt and taking names uh, for decades. He runs a family martial arts studio, teaches a karate class every single day. And he started to uh, climb up into his 50s. And, you know, when you hit 50, all of a sudden your body's like, I'm tired. It's weird. Um, he might have even given up on his passion if he hadn't have heard about Relief Factor on the radio. He acted on it. Now, Keith, I know how you feel. Uh, at some point, I, you know, I didn't have anything else to lose, and my wife was tired of hearing me whining. And she's like, "You're going to try this, or I'm just not going to. I'm just not going to listen to you whine anymore." Oh my, I'm not whining, honey. I'm in real pain. Anyway. Story ends the same for me as it did with Keith. He got his life back. If you walk by his studio these days, you're going to see him teaching the next generation how to kick butt and take names. It's a relief factor. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more because it works for them. So try the three-week quick start trial pack for only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84. It's 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. It's Friday. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com is uh, with us now. Bill, what do you expect from the press conference and how do they normally work? Usually the president, I think, comes out with a list of who he's calling on, right? Yes, yes. 
So they have a list of people, uh, and they'll know generally, um, you know, what those people are interested in. Uh, they don't give them the questions in advance. I mean, maybe some corrupt people do that we don't know about. You mean like but the media? Uh, yeah, because generally <laughs> yeah. how it works is there's a communications office. Yeah. All right. And, and Jen Saki is the primary spokesperson. But there's about five or six people in that office. And they interact with reporters, the White House press corps, all the time. They talk on the phone. And sometimes they barter. So we'll get you the third question. What kind of an area do you think you're going to go in? That's how it's done, all off the record. So they have a good idea. So the only guy in there that's going to give them jazz is Peter Ducey from Fox. Okay? The rest of them... They might ask a tough question about the border just to show off and say, look, I'm not in the tank. That could happen. That woman, Caitlin, um, what her name is on CNN, she does that. Um, But they're not going to follow up. Or if Biden misleads, which he certainly will do, um, or, you know, says it's Trump's fault or some ridiculous thing, they're not going to challenge. Okay, so. When Biden walks in, he's going to have a sheet of paper in front of him in very big print saying, and it's going to be numbered. And that's how he'll call on. Now, the press doesn't have to, you know, they could have a conversation, then ask totally different question. There's no like, you have to ask this. So people think that, you know, they make deals in this and that. Sometimes, but not a lot, because if that ever gets out, then the press person is cooked. So do you think because uh, Pasaki, because I refuse to uh, uh, silence the P as her family has done for generations now, um, Pasaki has actually been harassed a bit uh, or at least tested a bit. There's there is some pushback of her. Is she doing a good job or is this the kind of pushback we would expect to see on Thursday? Well, I think she's okay. She's like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of difference. Except, well, there is on the way she's treated, yes. Yeah, of yeah. course. But just in the demeanor of the two. Right. They're both authoritative. They stay on the message. They don't deviate away from the message. No matter what you do, they're going to say the same thing that they decided to say before they came out there. That's what White House press people do with the exception of Anthony Scaramucci, who juggled and then uh, did some sword swallowing. That's why he didn't <laughs> stay very long. Um, you know, they, they're not there to draw attention to themselves. Right. They're, they have a message. It's decided upon in the morning. Now, the thing about Biden is Biden doesn't do anything all day. On BillOReilly.com, the first thing we do each night is give you Joe Biden's schedule. Okay, and the schedule is nothing on the schedule. So, for example, on St. Patrick's Day, um, the president went to eight o'clock mass to, I guess, pray to St. Patrick. I don't know. Then he went to Washington because he was in Wilmington. Um, And then he had a meeting with the prime minister of Ireland. And and that was it the whole day. And and we don't really have a big thing going on with Ireland. It's like, hey, how you doing? Here's a corned beef sandwich. We heard we heard all the time about how uh, the president's schedule was open under Donald Trump. Compare well, no, the two. No, no, no. But that, if you read the United States of Trump, which I sent you eight copies of, um, <laughs> he came down at 1030 in the morning and he worked till eight o'clock at night. There was no bowling or movie night or badminton. He was there um, the whole day. 
Are you saying um, that are you saying that uh, Joe Biden is not there all day? I think Biden's in his jammies by six. I, I don't think he's, uh, you know, I don't know how long he's there because we're not getting any anonymous sourcing out of there. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. How every day we got anonymous sources that Trump broke a plate, he stabbed some guy in the heart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but now we get nothing. Nothing. Uh, it's so, it's, it's so corrupt and so ridiculous. But the official schedule for Trump was 10 times. And Obama's schedule was crazy. He had stuff all over the place, but Biden's got one or two things. That's it. And, and they had to tell him, look, uh, you know, you, uh, you can't put your lunch order on the schedule, Mr. President. I mean, it's not, it's not <laughs> what people want to know. All right. I had a BLT at 12. Go when, ahead. when we come back, I want yeah. to uh, compare some governors and the heat that they're in and the things that they're doing. Uh, and I also want to talk to Bill O'Reilly about the filibuster. Uh, looks like. Joe Biden is now endorsing uh, the uh, the repeal of the filibuster, and Elizabeth Warren says the Senate filibuster is racist. Of course it is. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So it's not a question of if you're going to have to start mowing the lawn again. It's a question of when. And given that spring is fully here, at least here in the South, question can probably be answered with one word. Soon. When it comes time to get out there and give the lawn a haircut, you could spend all Saturday doing it with some rickety lawnmower that doesn't do corners and uh, moves about, you know, the speed of the iceberg that hit the Titanic or vice versa. Uh, Something more inspiring is right around the corner. Have you noticed? It's called a Hustler uh, Turf Zero Turn Lawnmower. These are the people that invented the zero-turn lawnmower, and it will really cut down your time mowing your lawn to about half. They're really fast, super maneuverable. Uh, they will cut your mowing. You, I mean, maybe you like spending all day. I mean, just take it for a ride in the uh, in the neighborhood if you want. Hustler zero-turn mowers, they are fantastic. A, B, compare them. Go drive all the others. Then find a Hustler dealer and test drive one yourself, and you'll see the difference. HustlerTurf.com. HustlerTurf.com. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off of your subscription to Blaze TV. Coming up more with Bill O'Reilly. Hello, America. It's Friday. Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com and uh, his new book, Killing the Mob, which comes out, I believe, next month, joins us for his Friday recap. Uh, It looks as though uh, Joe Biden is now signaling that he is uh, ready to start uh, pushing for the end of the filibuster. Do you read it that way? Not quite. Um, and by the way, if you can give me 90 seconds at the end of this, I got a sure, really sure. Mo- sure. good mob story to tell you. OK, good. Um, all right. So the filibuster, uh, Biden is not in charge. And we all know that. OK, so the progressive wing, uh, the people who are really have the power in the Democratic Party, they want to knock the filibuster out. But Biden is cognizant enough to know there's danger for him here because he is friends with Mitch McConnell. In fact, McConnell was the only senator invited to the funeral of Bo Biden. Did you know that? No. All right. So for decades, Biden and McConnell have been buds. 
Now, McConnell sent him a very public message that said, if you mess with the filibuster in the Senate, you're not going to get one thing through. We'll find a way, and believe me, McConnell will find a way. We'll find a way to derail every single thing you want to do. So you better not do that. And in 2022, we have a very good chance to win back the Senate. Um, And that's true just because of the border. Remember, the border thing is not going to be solved. This is not a problem the Democrats can solve. They can't solve it. It's open. They're not going to close it. Okay? So in 18 months, many Americans that voted for Biden are not going to vote Democrat again because of this catastrophe down there. And I also predict the economy is going to go south beginning in November of this year because of the tax rise. So anyway, Biden knows viscerally that if he gets behind knocking out the filibuster in the Senate, that it's war, war with the Republican senators. Doesn't want war. He's never been a confrontational man. Biden was the only cabinet member to object to the raid on bin Laden that killed bin Laden. The only one. Um, He doesn't like confrontation. He doesn't like any of this kind of stuff. So what Biden is doing is he's playing this game like, well, maybe we'll require that you have to speak the filibuster. So it used to be back in the 19th century, if you wanted to delay a vote, which is what the filibuster is, Mm -hmm. delay or kill a vote, you had to physically speak for like four days. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Right. Now they knocked that out and just said, I'm filibustering, and they don't have to speak. So Biden said, well, maybe we bring that back. Why? It's useless. It's ridiculous. But that's what he's trying to get away with. So something will happen, but I don't think the filibuster will be knocked out. And then you have Manchin from West Virginia and Cinema from Arizona, two Democrat senators who said, I'm not going to vote to knock the filibuster out. Well, you have so Elizabeth. Look- you have Elizabeth Warren now saying the filibuster has deep roots in racism and should not be permitted to serve that function to create a veto for the minority. And what she's talking about here is: Are you really going to stand in way of the biggest civil rights reform uh, of voting rights? Are you really going to stand in the way and and hurt black people from voting? That's how they're framing HR uh, one. Yeah, well, she always does that. Well, I mean, she's a, she's a communist. That's what she is. And, and, you know, she says she's a socialist, but she's not. And in order for these communists, socialists, whatever, to get their agenda, they have to say you're a racist if you oppose us. I mean, I think most people have that by now. That's what the thing is. It'll always be that way, no so- matter what the issue is. You'll be a racist if you oppose it. Let me just touch on uh, one thing quickly. I don't want to dwell on this, but do you see anything? Could you please play uh, uh, Biden says president, please? Here it is. Now, when President Harris and I took uh, a virtual tour of a vaccination center in Arizona not long ago, one of the nurses on that on that tour, he, he keeps saying this. President Harris. Right. Anything to that, or is it just a slip of the tongue? Uh, There's nothing to that. I mean, other than the reality that he's about 50% 
of what he should be mentally in, in his ability to concentrate. It's all about concentrating. He can't concentrate. You know, so when you're, with, speak, when you're speaking, you like when I'm speaking to you now, Beck, I'm concentrating. Not as much as I would if as I was speaking to anybody else, but right. I'm concentrating. Yeah, that's weird because right? I'm not concentrating on anything. You're right. Saying. So both of us are like right. someplace. Kind of giving it doing, a half, half-ass half effort. What are we effort? doing uh, on right. tomorrow? Right. right. Yeah, okay. But he, if we wanted to, we could bring it back. He can't. He, his concentration abilities... That's why they don't have anything on the schedule. You know, I remember talking to uh, uh, George Bush and, you know, George Bush was like, and, uh, you know, and, and uh, the um, uh, 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 shoe. And you'd be like, you were searching for the word shoe. Uh, and he was constantly <laughs> doing that kind of stuff in person. He was a radically different man. And I asked him, where is this guy? Because this is the guy that America needs to see. And he said, you can't imagine everything that I have to juggle in my head. I am weighing every single word. That's right. Because you're talking about Bush the younger, right? The younger, yeah. Right, right, right. And and it's true. And I I think of this with Joe Biden, and I think... But But it's even worse with Biden because they rehearse him. He can't even go out and say, hey, how you doing? He, You know what he can say? He can't say, here's the deal. They, they don't rehearse that. He can right. say that. And right? he can say, come on, man. Right. He can. But that's it. Every other thing that is, he says in public is rehearsed. Is, and when you have that, that's what you're thinking about. What, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? Is this so you why, don't have spontaneity. Is this why Vladimir Putin said, we want to eat? I challenge you to a yeah, live he was, talk. He was mocking by. Right. And that all came off my question. I got no credit for it for Trump, because in my interview with Trump um, for the Super Bowl four years ago, uh, I said, what about Putin? And he was answering, and I said, he's a killer. You remember that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So then, of course, that made worldwide headlines. I even heard from the uh, Russian ambassador in Washington about that. Mm. Um, Now, the killer thing is back for Putin. So Putin gives Biden a little jazz because, well, I'll debate you because, and the yeah. subtext is you moron, you can't get a sentence out. Right. Um, real quick, before we uh, get your story on the mob, let me uh, ask you, you mentioned the tax hikes. We're looking, going from a 21% tax hike to a 28%, which would put us as, again, one of the highest tax rates for corporations in the world. Right. Um, And it will dramatically affect, especially since the government is now going to start requiring people to keep uh, record of their environmental and social justice impact. So you're going to have to hire more people to do that bullcrap. Now you also get a 7% tax increase. What is the ramification of that, Bill? Well, we've already got a tax increase on gas. Yes. So the moment that Biden said uh, no more pipeline, no more drilling on federal land, gas prices is starting to ascend. So the day he said that, I tracked it. It was $2.12 a gallon on Long Island where I live. Now it's two seventy-five. Hmm. All right, in less than two months. That's a tax. So everybody in the country is paying more for gasoline to drive and to heat and cool your home. Tax. All right? Because of Biden. So now Biden says, ah, we're taking it up to 28%. Well, you think the uh, corporations are going to take a haircut, a 7% haircut? They're going to do two things. Number one, they're going to lay people off. First thing, bang. 
10% of the workforce, hey, see you later. Thanks a lot. Number two, they're going to raise the prices, particularly if they have things that people need. You have to have gas, particularly if, you ha- if that's the industry they're in. So that's another tax for everybody. So Biden goes, well, if you don't make 400000 you're not going to be paying any more tax. That's just ridiculous. All right. Well, he's but already he's, challenges. He's guy. also violated that. He said uh, no person makes uh, under four hundred thousand is going to receive tax. Now he's changed that to any family Fem, that makes right. for it. So look, he's already violated that, that. It doesn't matter what he says. Number one, he doesn't know what he's saying. I mean, he doesn't know macroeconomics. He doesn't know it. He did it. He did it. Obama. Were you happy with eight years of the Obama economy? Did that thrill you? Anybody? Bueller? All right, come on. Anybody? <laughs> no. Well, we're going right back there. Right uh, ex- back. Except I think we have more mob tactics this time, which leads me to your book, uh, Killing the Mob. Okay. So uh, I've sent it to a few people, including Glenn Beck. No, I have um, not received it. Yeah, listen, Pinocchio. Look, I I'm not buying it. Stu's not buying it, right. and the millions Just of people look listening at to you are not buying it. I ask you to look at the facts every okay. time he sends me a book. I, I never get it. I've got a receipt that says delivered at Whatever. Glenn Beck. Whatever. You know, and the mailman said, "Do I have to?" Um, <laughs> so anyway, everybody knows this, you're lying because everybody knows you would never talk to a mailman. They're oh, way yeah. beneath Bill O'Reilly. Dave, Dave, my mailman <laughs> loves me. All right. So anyway. Uh, this is the 10th killing book, as you pointed out, but it's the most personal book because you yourself, the reader, will know these people. So in the 50s and 60s, organized crime controlled the entertainment industry in America. People don't know that. Movies, records, concerts, some television. There was a program called The Untouchables. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. Elliot Ness yeah. after the Italian mob. Uh-huh. The organized crime chieftains didn't want that program on the air. All right? So, who was the executive producer of The Untouchables? A man named Desi Arnaz. Remember Desi? I do. Lucille Ball's husband. Is this when they owned Desilu Studios? Yes. Okay. All right? So, Desi Arnaz was producing The Untouchables. A contract went out to kill him. Holy out of God. Chicago. Wow. To kill Desi. Okay? Now, I'm not going to tell you any more because... Well, I wish I had the book. You know, you're just doing this one because nobody's interested in Desi Arnaz except for Glenn Beck. Stu, are you still <laughs> conscious? Yes, I am. Will uh, you just, tell the audience the truth? Uh, yes. Uh, Glenn is uh, is un- heavily drugged today. So I can't... That's what I thought. I have not anyway, received... Tell him the truth. I have book. not received the book. That's one of a thousand stories. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. One more tease. Yeah. Organized crime had something to do with the success of General Patton in World War II. I mean, it's just an amazing saga. Take you from John Dillinger to John Gotti. Mm. Comes out May 4th. Buy it on BillOReilly.com. Give you 50% off Killing Crazy Horse. Oh, I mean, Thanks for having me in, gentlemen. You bet. I really appreciate when it. When did Thanks I lose God. control of the show? All of a sudden, he's ending when the it segment. Started. <laughs> when it started. <laughs> I thought he was gone. Get he off actually my stayed, phone. He somehow stayed on the show after the <laughs> yeah, segment. He really yeah. is in control. Yeah. All right. Let me ask you. Are you one of those people trying desperately to you know get out of the big city? Have you had enough of Andrew Cuomo or Gavin Newsom or the clown in New Jersey or Virginia? 
Now maybe you should think about selling your house. Do you think conditions are going to get better in those places? Get out. Come to the United States. Come to Texas. Go to Florida. Really good news. Real estate uh, business is really serious. And when I founded Real Estate Agents I Trust, I wanted you to be able to easily access the most serious agents. I was working with um, the best, the 500 top real estate agents in the country is assembled by the Wall Street Journal. And I got to know these guys and I figured out what the best practices are. I didn't actually figure it out. I asked them. Uh, if you want to get your home sold, your your home bought, uh, buy a new home, uh, sell your old, whatever it is, they can help you on one end or both ends. Find the best real estate agent in the area, uh, the one that really knows how to sell your home or what the value is of your home or what you should be paying for your new home and can get the best deal for you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com a free service to you now realestateagentsitrust.com this is the Glenn Beck program we're so glad that you have joined us today the new uh, yeah, uh, what's his name uh, Cumberbunch uh, Benjamin Cumberbunch what's Benedict his? Cumberbatch yes mm. that's the guy his new movie is coming out it looks really good the courier I think it's a Cold mm. War story. Okay. Well, you haven't seen... I've not seen any previews for it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm in. I'm, yeah. I'm, it sounds interesting. I'm, you know, I'm... Cold I'm, War. Tanya and I, I'm waiting for the theaters to open up. That's that's one of our favorite things to do, is to go to movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, walk out and talk about how pissed off we are at Hollywood for everything and then you know we're over it by the next friday we go out to see another movie <laughs> you are interesting in that way like yeah. you get really pissed off at like sodas when they do something you don't like but yeah. like the movies you don't care you'll just keep going back to it yeah like, yeah <laughs> like a gene company if they run a commercial you don't like you will never buy them again and you'll stick to it yeah but like you know i've yeah, not bought a pair of levi since right <laughs> yeah but like you could have 19 communists in a movie and you're like give me let me how do i spend 20 dollars to right. watch you <laughs> right because <laughs> i you know i grew up expecting them to be communists yeah, that's I, true. they meet my expectations <laughs> that's right. you know promise versus performance yeah okay you know if sense. you're going in and you're mm-hmm. expecting americans to be making movies no 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 but if you go in going these are all Russian spies. You're cool. <laughs> That's a good starting You're point. You're totally cool. They can't let you down. Yeah, from by the there. way, uh, what's her name that was in Princess Bride? She had the new movie In the Woods or All Alone or something like that. She played the princess in Princess Robin Bride. Robin Wright? Yeah, Robin Wright. Robin Wright Penn. Speaking Wright. of communists. Yeah. Um, we saw her movie a couple of weeks ago. Really good. I get really, it. really good. These movies need to start coming out, and like they—they're starting to move them up now. I don't know if you've seen this. Yeah, the, 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 the uh, Black Spider, Black Widow, or whatever it is, they're starting to move up. Yeah, uh, yeah. the, the uh, Quiet Place Two uh, might quiet, be in theaters. Quiet Place Two, yeah, that moved that up as well. Yeah. I think to Memorial. Disney Day? said they're not—they they don't think that it's ever going to go back to theatrical elite release alone. That's probably the right thing at this point. Yeah. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me tell you about Built Bar. Last night, my niece came into town. And it was, was it my niece that was saying this? Yeah, I think it was. And she had a Built Bar for the first time. And she, she was like, oh my gosh, I've been hearing you talk about these. These are fantastic. They taste like, say it with me, candy bars. Candy bars. 
They, they, they really do. They taste like candy bars. They're fantastic. Yeah. And they're really healthy for you. Three to five net carbs, low in calories, uh, high in protein. And one zillion flavors. And a zillion flavors. They're all really, really good. I mean, I have stopped talking about them because I... I don't have my box. By the of way, them when handy. Pat was in here filling in for you, he was dipping into your uh, Bill, yeah, Bill Bar stash over yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Why do you think they're not here in the studio anymore? <laughs> BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BECK15. Save 15% now. Welcome to the new America. Isn't it great where if you have a different opinion and you're a tenured professor, if that isn't a popular opinion, you can be fired for it. <laughs> How great is that? Huh? And I mean, it's not like you're pro-America or even pro-science or pro-logic. No, no, no. If you're any of those, you're going to lose your job. We'll tell you about the students that are trying to get a professor out because he said, you know, it's uh, this anti-white sentiment is going to cause problems. <gasps> How dare you? And also what the teachers and uh, some parents are doing to other parents that are standing up saying, um, I don't want any of this anti-white stuff. I don't want any of this critical race stuff taught to my children. It's a blast from the past said the man who knows the history of the Klan. We'll tell you about that, what's happening in Virginia in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Charmaine lives in California. She wrote to me about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She wrote, uh, my dogs absolutely love it, Glenn. They can't wait for me to pour it over their food. Thank you, thank you, thank you for Rough Greens. Uh, Charmaine's dogs can't get enough of rough greens. And I can't tell you how many people I hear now that they are finicky eaters. The dogs that just wouldn't eat. Uh, they love it so much. But now if you don't put it on, they stand there and they look at you. I'm expecting them to start to growl. I mean, Uno, if I don't put rough greens on his food, he looks at me like, uh, what are you doing? This wasn't the arrangement we agreed to. <laughs> Rough Greens is chock full of vitamins and minerals, as well as things like omega oils, antioxidants, probiotics, all the stuff that contributes to a much happier and healthier life for your dog. If you were skeptical uh, about your dog, you know, loving it as much as Uno or any of the other dogs that I know that eat Rough Greens, most dogs go crazy about it, like Charmaine's dogs. But what about your dog? Will he love it? You don't want to, you know, spend money on something that. You, you're buying for your dog and he takes one sniff of it and hates it. That's why they have decided to give you a free bag of rough greens for your dog to try out. All you pay for is shipping. I'm going to be honest with you. I asked them how many people uh, cancel because you can put yourself on an auto delivery and that's what we're on. How many people cancel after they figure out that their dog loves it? Uh, they said 
almost none until the dog dies. I mean, it is they're they're confident in it because it, it's it changes your dog and you see the difference in your dog. You really will get your free bag just to see if he'll like it and then get started on rough greens. R-U-F-F greens dot com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call today. Roughgreens.com. Due to my uh, back uh, this week, I wasn't able to do a, uh, uh, a new podcast. Uh, we have a great podcast coming for you next week, maybe actually two, because the, the guest that we were supposed to have this week, this week will blow your mind. He is the only guy that I have. I've been looking for uh, a guy who is an expert on this particular topic for probably at least 10 years. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you more about it next week, but it's great. If you missed last week's podcast, uh, you can uh, grab it now and listen to it now. It's up online, or you can get it at Blaze TV. It's Rick Grinnell. He's our former director of intelligence. This guy, he said more. He said more uh, than most people say. In any interview, he said more by the things he didn't say, the things that he was like, uh, I let's see, I can't really say because of intelligence. I mean, it's an amazing interview and it ranges from aliens. I mean, the actual space aliens to the border to, uh, you know, God to the cover up that uh, Biden's son was involved in with the Ukraine. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's a great interview. Rick Rennell, you can find it now wherever you get your podcast or at Blaze TV. It's available today. Don't miss it. We should point out, too, that he's one of the guys that is rumored to potentially step in if mm-hmm. Gavin Newsom is recalled. Mm-hmm. Uh, the <laughs> Gavin Newsom uh, signature drive, they needed to get about just under 1.5 million signatures to get the recall on the ballot. They just finished this this week. They got 2.117 million, which is should and, be- and they made it. I mean, the state made it almost impossible because of COVID. Because of COVID, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was almost impossible to get those, and they were worried at first, at very first, like the first few weeks, that they would be able to get to the 1.5. And then after they saw the reaction, where people would would drive to them wherever they work, so you had to do it in person as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they had no doubt. They were they were immediately saying we're going to get one point eight. They ended up with two point one. Two point one. They ha- already have one point nine six four million pre-verified uh, through an, an independent third-party source. So this is the way they do this in California. Um, and you could. That's not easy. They've tried to recall him before. It hasn't gone anywhere. This has gone over the line. I don't know if they would have got there without this with the without the French Laundry. Uh, ridiculousness Isn't that crazy really i think that's what connected it to people who weren't engaged in politics I, mean, I just don't understand what people are i mean the priorities it's of the people. hypocrisy yeah uh, i guess it is the hypocrisy yeah. but there are so many big things i mean the cuomo thing you know everybody's upset about how he was treating women and you should be that's really bad really bad but not the same as killing people <laughs> knowingly yeah. in nursing homes <laughs> i mean it's like wait a minute you're upset at which one 
Yeah, no, I, I and you know, by the way, Glenn, one thing we have not really spent much time on, and we should, is that he Cuomo did a similar directive on um, uh, mentally disabled people, uh, people who were um, in you know certain types of homes, and that has not been withdrawn. It was the same type of thing. Hey, oh, bring COVID me. COVID t- positive patients back in to it, mental kind of mental institutions where. Yeah, and different types of uh, um, congregate homes. Uh, this has not been withdrawn yet. Oh, my gosh. And, so, and nobody cares. Now, I would assume at this point, after all of this, you'd hope that this wasn't continuing at this point, though it still wasn't withdrawn. You'd think at this point, maybe we know enough about the virus and they've been able to, to separate this. I don't know. Jeez. I mean, There's no chance at this point of it being the hospitals being overrun uh at least at the uh, where we are right now but still that was never they just kept doing it at least for for a while so let me give you an update on a couple of things uh california has now passed ethnic studies it's taken them two years uh but now the state board of education k through 12 has unanimously approved a model curriculum to guide how the histories, struggles, and contributions of Asian, Black, Latino, and Native Americans and the racism and marginalization they experienced in the United States will now be taught to millions of students in high school. You have to take this. It's a required class. History is U.S. history is not required now in colleges. You can go for four years and not take a single a single class on U.S. history, and it's fine. Totally fine. Hmm. These, the ethnic studies, and it is coming to you. Whatever happens in California, it is coming to you unless you stand up. Now, luckily, uh, Florida has a great governor in uh, DeSantis who said this about critical race theory being taught. I don't know if some of you guys have seen this critical race theory It's basically teaching kids to hate our country and to hate each other based on race. It puts race as the most important thing. I want content of character to be the most important thing. I want to treat people as individuals, and I want the history of our country taught accurately. And I want people to learn about the Founding Fathers and learn about the Constitution, as well as other great people like President Lincoln, like what we did in World War II, like the Civil Rights Movement, like the cold winning the Cold War. Those are all very important. When you start talking about these wacko theories, it's all designed to put a political agenda under the guise of history and civics. I don't want politicized civics. I don't want politicized history. I want accurate history. I want to make sure people understand that this is a great country, okay? And if you want your tax dollars funding education that's going to run down this country, you got the wrong governor because I am not going to allow that to happen. He's totally running, he's for, totally president. running for president. And I'd vote <laughs> for him. He looks, I mean, he's yeah. off to a great start. I he mean, is. He, he has. Is. You know, some people have just discussed him as a professionalized Trump Mm -hmm. and that like he doesn't get into as much trouble. He doesn't he doesn't go off the into the more, you know, kind of cultural and like I'm just fighting with a person in the media type of stuff. Yes. He's more attached to issues, Mm -hmm. uh, but he has that same sort of spunk. He doesn't mind mixing it up with the media. He does. And his performance, I think, was pretty good. And if he could get the Trump machine behind him, Mm -hmm. he would win. Yeah, he would I, win. And that's going to be, of course, an interesting thing. I mean, I think you're not going to get Trump to say he's not running 
No, quote, not until uh, the least, very end. At yeah. least until year. He might. He might 20, even twenty three. Oh, I think he could be saying it up until the convention. <laughs> mean it. I mean it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I think, would if I were him. I always say this. Except this, going back to when Sarah Palin, they were talking about her yeah. running in what was yeah, it, two thousand twelve. Yeah. Uh huh. And you sat there and she's like, ah, you know, I don't. We haven't made any decisions on this. And you realize the second you say I'm out you lose relevance yep. you're gone yep. like yep. no yep. okay yep. everyone moves on so why wouldn't you just keep it alive even if you're you you're, you're no, you're not going to do it i still think trump probably is going to run I so mean, he's clearly the favorite for the nomination if he decides to pull the trigger i want to show you what we're up against um remember i've always said that they will suggest then they'll shove then they'll shoot when you you'll suggest something you'll try to get people to uh, you know buy into it and if they don't buy into it, then you need some teeth and you need regulation to start to shove people in that direction. And then the shoving gets harder and harder and more violent in the streets, a.k.a. BLM. Then finally, the last option, if a country goes there, if they continue down that path, they find that a good part of the population will not go along with it. And so then you have to start making examples and you jail them. Then you shoot them. Suggest, shove, shoot. We are now at the end of the shove period. And it is it's bad enough if we don't progress to the next one. This is really bad. I'm going to tell you something that is happening in Virginia against parents that are bringing up to their teachers and saying, we don't want critical race taught to our kids. I'm going to show you how bad the shoving has gotten. And I'm going to show you in history exactly the same thing. It's been done before, just not as quickly. And a story you've most likely never heard in 60 seconds. You know, 2020 was a record-breaking year in a lot of interesting uh, and terrifying ways. One of the most interesting and terrifying ways was uh, from 2019 to 2020, cybercrime involving identity theft more than doubled. A lot of people uh, were saying all year long, gee, I can't wait until 2020 is over. 2021 is going to be, here's the bad news. We're in 2021. Shut up. It's worse. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting each of our lives every day. We put our information at risk on the Internet, and you never know when it's going to be your turn to have your identity stolen. It's why LifeLock is so important. It helps you monitor more than you can keep track of on your own. And if something happens, because nobody can you know, protect against all identity theft, LifeLock is there. And they'll see the things that you most might, most likely will miss on your own. And then on top of it, they have a specialist that is waiting in case something happens. They have a team that they'll dedicate just to correcting all of the falsehoods now that are on your record. Save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com. Use the promo code BACK and, uh, and you'll save 25% off your first year. It's 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BACK. Save 25%. 10 seconds, station ID. So in Virginia, as in all over the country, uh, parents have started to rise up 
If you thought Common Core was bad, what's being shoved down the throats of our children in all of our schools now with critical race theory is a thousand times more dangerous than Common Core. And Common Core was really bad. This is poison. And in Virginia, parents have gotten together and they are opposing the critical race theory. It's called CRT. They don't want it taught in the schools where their children are. Well, apparently, um, the anti-racist Facebook with uh, 624 members, which includes parents and teachers, were compiling uh, names and addresses. In fact, let me say, please comment below. This is what was posted. Please comment below with the legal names of those individuals trying to stop CRT. The area of residence and or the school board rep known, known accounts on social media and any other information you feel is relevant. Well, what do you think that's all about? They are targeting parents who say this is wrong and teachers are involved. You've got to stop putting all teachers into the good category. It's, it's time now for teachers to show us. Are you on the right side? Stand with us against critical race theory. If you don't, I'm sorry, you're not on the right side. You say, well, I can't lose my job. Yeah, well, I could lose my children. I could lose my children. And maybe you don't understand the damage, but all you have to do is read. So now they're being targeted. Now, this is happening in the South. This is happening in Virginia. Let me show you something that we have in the vault, and I'll describe it to you if you are uh, listening to us. Uh, if you're watching us on Blaze TV, you will see radical members of the uh of the i think it says gop legislature or the georgia legislature it's california sorry i can't see it it's so far away radical members of the california legislature and you will see that there's what do you think 25 30 people pictured in this this is a very old card from the 1800s and you will see there are black people and white people about half of them are black. Most of them are white. Doesn't it appear that way to you? Still? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least at least half of them are white. Well, what is this? This was a card that was given out to uh, people at clan meetings. If you see on the back, it lists who they are. This was a polite hit list. Now, the Klan always denied that. But how do you think they found the people they wanted to lynch? All of these people were Republicans. If you don't know the history of the Klan, you should. It was started by the Democratic Party as an enforcer. Those who were GOP members at the time, that meant that you were against slavery. And you were fighting, uh, you know, to end racism. And they were losing. So they needed somebody to scare people. This is terrorism. 
and they actually printed these cards up. Will you tell me the difference between that card? Show it again with the pictures. That card, you see these people. What do you think this is just so they could see what they looked like? Why would you want to see what they look like? This is a list of names and their faces. If you see this person, target them, kill them. That's what the Klan did. Now, what is the difference between that, a philosophy of do whatever it takes to shut these people down because they disagree with us, they think, they think freedom for everybody. What's the difference between that clan card and what these people are doing, these teachers are doing in Virginia? They are making a list exposing these people showing them why why do you have a list why do you have a list at best to harass them at best to scare them you want to talk about uh you know organized violence and teaching people to be violent it isn't coming from the gop and if it is in any shape or form I and the vast majority, 99% of my audience, would condemn it. This is being done in Virginia, and no one is saying anything. There is no difference from what was happening back in the 1800s with the Klan and what's happening right now. And for the same reasons, the Klan was racist. Critical race theory is racist and teaching our children to hate people based on their cover, on their color. It's the same story. Ah, spring. Spring, spring, spring spring is right around the corner, which in Texas means that the birds are singing for a week. uh, And then the weather gets so hot, all of their feathers burn off. Um, but right now, you can be outside, at least in Texas, and it's coming to you one of these days. Well, Minnesota, mm, not really. But there will be that day sometime in August where you can be outside and you'll be comfortable. Rectech is all about changing the way you see grilling. You don't have to stand out in the heat. You don't have to stand out in the cold if you're like me and you grill year-round. Rectech is sturdy, made from stainless steel the way it should be, and it has smart grill technology, which allows you to control the entire cooking process from an app on your phone. You'll know when the meat is done. You'll know when whatever you're cooking or, believe it or not, smoking or baking in a Rectech, you'll know when it's done. Follow Rectech on all their social media. Sign up for their newsletter. You're going to see the difference. I want you to A-B compare. Go find the best one. And then A-B compare with a Rectech. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll get 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad that you tuned in today. Thank you so much for listening. I was uh, listening to uh, Ben Shapiro the other day, and he was talking about the Grammys and, uh, 
and also the fight with uh, who's that? Who's the stupid uh, rapper? The woman rapper that? Yeah. Oh, Cardi I believe B. you're talking about Cardi B. Yeah. Yes. And the war that she got into with Candace Owens. Do you hear about this? I did. I, I was hard to follow, but I did see a little. Candace bit about is that. going to sue her as she should. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, she was posting basically like BS stories about her. Yeah, she that? was. Uh, she posted a story that. Uh, Candace Owens was uh, her husband was having a sexual affair with her brother. Right. Not not true. Yeah, no, absolutely not true. Um, and there's like some there's some Photoshop tweets of this, I yes, think, is yeah. what they got involved in. Right. And uh, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, you know, you want to talk about truth on the Internet. And so she was posting this and saying, you're talking about me gyrating on a stage when your brother is at home and apparently you like it and want to be part of it. And Candace wrote back and said, this is a lie. This is easily disproven. Really? You're going for this? And then she went and doubled down. Cardi B doubled down on it. And she said, my brother is a private citizen. And now you are you, you are slandering his name. Mm. And uh, we will sue you. You're not a public figure. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, she's going to be sued. I mean, uh, Candace is serious about it. She's moving forward with a lawsuit. And uh, she she decided, Cardi B decided to pull those tweets down because. Oh, you're kidding. No, she said that yeah. she, she didn't do it for any other reason other than her. Hmm. Her Twitter feed is a happy place. And she didn't oh, want that negativity there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. That's so, great uh, to hear. If, if, if she needs any money for the lawsuit, uh, Candace, call me. I'd be happy to help. I'd yeah. be happy to help. Candace does not seem to have much fear on such no. things. So I don't but, I would be surprised to see this go forward. So Ben was talking about this story and he said uh, offhandedly that uh, Cardi B is like heroin for those who want to destroy America. Those who are are looking to just tear us apart and say all the worst things and to pump into our system the worst things. She's like the drug of choice. He said she's heroin. And as I was listening to that, I thought. I understand that. But I heard the word heroin differently for the first time. And uh, and I thought, wow, she to them, to people who want to tear down the country, she is a heroine. She is a hero. A female hero is a heroine. Mm, right. Right. And then I started thinking. Am, have I mispronounced one of those words before? I mean, <laughs> I thought the same thing. How the are they same, the same? Is it the same word? Which led me down a rabbit hole. Oh, no. Uh, and because I wanted to find out, because I immediately, once I realized, no, you haven't been mispronouncing one of them, I thought, I bet those two are connected. I hope it wasn't the rabbit hole where you say, gosh, these words sound the same. I should try heroin. <laughs> that's not a rabbit <laughs> no, hole. That's, that's just a, you wanting to do drugs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, um. I tried it and it is really great. It's everything they say. Um, <laughs> it is, unfortunately, that explains for people the, using it. The three days off this week, um, but I've kicked the habit since. All right. So I started looking into it and it's heroin's real name its official name when they first discovered it they took morphine and they changed it chemically a bit and it was called diamorphine and this is in what 1880s somewhere um and uh they changed it and became much more powerful 
And it was named in Germany because this is, of course, all good things come from Germany, don't they? Mm, no. Uh, so in <clears throat> in Germany, um, the uh, it was called uh, Heroish, which means in German heroic. And I thought, wait a minute, why is it heroic? For two reasons. One, they say heroin makes you feel like a hero. It makes you just have this. They, they talk about this rush that you get if you use heroin and you just feel all warm and fuzzy inside, but you feel heroic. You feel like nothing could stop you. Okay. And so it was called it because of the feeling it gave, but also because they thought this will help people. This will help people kick morphine Um, Mm -hmm. because after the Civil War here in America alone, there were about 400,000 former soldiers that were addicted to morphine and didn't know how to get them off of morphine. And so they were looking for something that would help. Well, alcoholism was also a problem, as were, quote, female problems. So in 1896 or something like that, uh, Bear Aspirin, the Bear Company, introduces two things, heroin, and a couple of days after that, they introduce aspirin. So you can go to the store now and buy Bear Aspirin or Bear Heroin for female problems or for sobriety problems, because I will testify to you. I'm a recovering alcoholic and I've never had heroin, but I'll tell you from everything I know about heroin. Yeah. It would have stopped me from drinking. <laughs> it wouldn't probably wouldn't have been drinking, you know, potentially breathing too. Yeah, it's another not, side it's effect. Like, yeah. Hey man, if mm. I could only have scotch and water, it'd be great. <laughs> so, uh, so it is, Named after heroes, heroines. And I thought, how appropriate. How appropriate that we use that word or Ben Shapiro used that word to describe Cardi B. And you could describe all of these people that are that are pushing this nonsense that is poison. It's poison for our society. And those who are pushing critical race theory and that there is no difference between men and women and you call people whatever they deem because science doesn't matter. All of this stuff, they are pushers Hmm. and they're pushing a heroin that is going to end up the same way as if it was real heroin for our society. And how do people who are on their side view those leaders? Heroes, yeah, heroines. They're standing up. Oh, they're so brave. Really? They're drug pushers. That's what they are. Mm. They're heroin pushers. It's interesting. You know, I mean, I think one of the things I've realized, I think, recently when looking at like this critical race theory stuff and the anti-racist and white fragility and all of this stuff that is combined into that very connected movement is... I sort of, I think I believed there was a line. Like, I thought stuff like this would not catch on in America because there was sort of like a a, a line, a wall of some sort of, of 
absurdity that we would not cross. I thought so, too. I thought there was like this, I don't know, this inherent thing in America. But it's the same thing. That would stop us from crossing a border. Like, you know, for example, like giving puberty blockers to three-year-olds so they can change gender. Like, things like that are so crazily far over the line. I never... I thought there would be an, a so, natural wall to stop that, and there does not seem to be one. It, doesn't it play? It plays into two things. One, like we all felt after 9-11, that we were all on the same page, and we were for a very short period of time. I've never seen the country more united than mm-hmm. it was on 9-12. Yeah. Well, um, and uh, we were united, but then we started to see the cracks, and we started to see, oh, wait a minute. We don't all see progress in the same way we don't all agree you know we i had this belief that we all we all love the country we just disagreed on the way to make us better Mm -hmm. then i started to realize no there's there's people out there who hate this country and they're not just eating around the corners they're not saying no higher taxes are the way they're saying destroy america that was a new discovery to me and it happened between probably 06 and 2010, that it was a massive change. Then you start looking at the schools and you realize there's a reason why the California Teachers Union dropped the, uh, the rule that you couldn't have been part of a revolution uh, style movement uh, that was communist or wanted to overthrow the United States of America. They changed that rule in 2008, and I was puzzled by it. I was like, why would you do that? Well, now I understand why. Because that's what the teachers' union is really all about, the overthrow of this system that they disagree with. And you sit here and you you look at it, and you think, okay, so was it a, was it that we didn't pay attention to what was being shoved down our kids' throats. And we dismissed it because we just thought, nah, but that's not going to catch on because it's common sense. Okay. Or is Hitler right? When he said, the bigger the lie, the easier it is to get people to swallow it. You know, they're pulling, is Hitler right out of context? Uh, Oh, yeah. Of course (laughs) That's totally happening. Of course Um, they are. Yeah, no, I know. I think that, I think, I could be wrong on this. That there isn't a line. I don't think. I don't think there's any limit to what. I no longer believe there's a limit to what people will eventually believe if if the right circumstances arise. And I, I guess my my question to you would be. I think I think there was at one point a line. I remember doing this show years ago. I mean, we're, this is the twentieth year of this. Uh, this will be the twentieth uh, anniversary. Will be this year, right? Yes, of doing this show nationally, 15th, yeah, which is like incredible to think about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling very old saying it. And I can't believe we lasted this long. Not a lot of uh, shows no. lasting this long. Um, but I think at the beginning of this, I remember doing stories where you'd have a concept that you'd think would be a problem and you'd show an example of it that was so extreme and such an outlier and people would recoil from it. You know, watch just there's a million examples today watching a boy mm-hmm. dominate a girl's track event by you know a mile mm-hmm. and people just being like yeah no that's okay that's acceptable that's the way this should be 
Um, so, is there is it a loss of foundations? Yeah, it is. <clears throat> Another discovery I had in the last 10 years. <clears throat> I used to always say freedom is the natural state of man and you're born free. And so you could go to the people working in the fields of China and say, you should be free and you should be free of this oppression and people would embrace it. That's not true. It's not true. Yeah. It's the society that you're raised in. That's why the culture war is so important to the left. It's not the policies. You've got to change what's being taught and accepted because if you can just get people to think, oh, no, the government is a good thing. And the bigger the government, the better it is. You'll have slaves if you stop teaching children. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence. What did you do for slaves? You made sure they were never educated. You set them back as as quickly and as and as efficiently as you could. Why are the teachers not opening the schools? We all know it's bullcrap that they're afraid. Why are they not opening the schools? I think one of them is the intentional somewhere along the line, the intentional understanding and execution of uh, set these kids back. I mean, how far back are our children being set back for a year like this at the critical time? They're saying that, uh, you know, this is going to affect graduation rate. This is going to affect this generation for their entire life. And we're making it easier for them to be slaves. More in a second. Uh, If you're a homeowner and you're the type who's fiscally responsible, right now is the time to make a phone call. You're one phone call away from a massive change for the better in your financial life. Mortgage rates began sinking over a year ago, and they continued to plummet month after month to the point that lately, I mean, it's weird to see a mortgage rate you know, in the 2% range, but now it's weird to see one at four. You're like, what? Why so much? There is no good reason not to give American Financing a call about your mortgage and what you can do. You can save as much as $1,000 every month. I mean, people are excited for $1,400 check from the government. That's one. Imagine getting $700 every single month. It will genuinely save a ton of money and could change your life roll your credit cards into it and it makes an even bigger impact this is a trusted family company trusted by me for gosh over 10 years now american financing 800-906-2440 1-800-906-2440 americanfinancing.net american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org the glenn back program We have an incredible week for you next week. You don't want to miss. First, we're going to be debuting something new that we've been uh, working on. In fact, can we play just a little bit of this? There are so many complaining political speeches. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. Now look. I'm going to talk about us, the average guys, the John Doe's. He's the man the ads are written for. That's right. And it's because of the slimy politics that we have all this unemployment here. Signed a disgusted American citizen. Well, well. Look at that face. It's wonderful. The 
they'll believe him. Let's see what you look like when you protest. Against what? Against anything. Just protest. What are you after? I mean... Money. Money. What do you want? A journalistic career? Money. Money. He says something that's sensational. We are no going good. to uh, debut this. This is something I've been working with uh, one of the guys on the staff, uh, Nick Daly. He is amazing. And I'm trying to tell stories in different ways. And uh, we're going to start telling them musically as well. Uh, and we'll premiere that on Monday. Also, the latest on The Great Reset. Boy, there are a couple of stunning updates. It's actually what our Wednesday special is going to be about next week. You don't want to miss a single minute of the show next week. You miss a minute, you'll miss a lot. See you then. Have a safe weekend. This is the Glenn Beck Program.